Hey guys, Christine Lakin, you are listening to Worst Ever Podcast, and this is part two with Angela Watson. We go more in depth as to what happened over those 20 years that she was estranged from her friends and family, and certainly what she's up to now. I am so happy she came on the podcast to speak her truth, and really happy she's back in my life. Enjoy. It's a great one. The worst moments of our life. Hey girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can it be? <laughs> we feel the pain is best or funny. Just did, were there moments where you wanted to reach out or you couldn't or what, you know? Yeah, of course I did. Oh, gosh. Yeah, always. And I think I saw Stacy at some television academy event and then. I was involved with the union and then later Christine got involved with the union, but um, it's just all part of the whole mind trip that he does that, you know, they do on you that, you know, they're like one, he would say, Oh, how, well now you're in competition with all your fellow actors <laughs> on the show. So right. like, try to build up this rivalry. And like, I realize now he told lies just like he did about my parents he would say things that my parents said about me and he would call them and say things, tell them what a horrible person I was and stuff, just creating all these lies, which I now realize the same thing about my castmates. So he was, you know, creating all this and he had, I developed a trust. And so I believed everything that he created. I mean, he was a great storyteller. (laughs) Unfortunately, I just uh, believed it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think this, it, it's it's so crazy because I and I we've spoken about this Angela, um, but from so many my personal point of view from it, it was that, and I think he wanted this to be so that you were off on a different plane, you were doing your own thing. There was no malice. All of us were happy for you and whatever you wanted to do with your career, mm-hmm. but any contact that we tried to make, you know, whether it was myself or Stacy, any contact that we tried to make was shut down immediately. And it was with a, she's too busy for you. Go get a life. Like it was kind of in this, I'm going to put you down and I'm going to, I'm going to push her away. And yeah. it became this like, oh my God, like, does she really not? Wow. Like she doesn't want to be our friend yeah. anymore. And it was confusing for so many years, but I was also like, I was so young and you were so young. Right. And the longer it went on, the more I just, I just didn't believe that that, that any of that was you. You know, mm-hmm. I truly always believed that there was something more Machiavellian or nefarious going on. Yeah. And I think what people don't understand is that in Hollywood and other places, but I think especially in the entertainment industry, where there are people who are vulnerable and young and looking for guidance, mentorship, success, a path, a career, it is very easy to be manipulated. And there are people out here that know how to do it. And this was, you were not like the first person that he did this to. And, and and if I may add, sorry, Christine, also during that time period, there's no social media. There's not, there's no, there it's their, that person's word. And, and I mean, we're at the point where we're still faxing things. You know what I mean? We're not, there was like hardly an internet. Yeah. There wasn't an internet, you know? So Uh, it was very easy to, it was probably much easier to manipulate as well during that time, just because of where we were in the industry at that time. Whereas now it's like, you control your own social media, you control, you know, you can, 
I, I can Google Angela Watson and all kinds of stuff will pop up or Christine Lakin and you know, yeah. so it's very different now. Mm -hmm. They don't have, they can't do as much as they did then, I should say. Yeah. That's true. And even though he had his own back, bad past and background, he still spun that to be the victim of, of the past that, you know, he wasn't at fault and kind of got me on his side to defend him and, and to defend his, his bad past that he, you know, so yeah, he, I mean, he was, and the bad part about it is that like a lot of people in the industry, they are creative geniuses. They are, they do excel. Like I saw changes and he introduced me to a vocal coach and I really said, oh, now I think I can sing better than, you know, the other people that I had before. And so I definitely saw things happening different. Like I sang with a band and, you know, things that had not been, been happening for me. And so going along with that, you think, well, I need to continue in this, in this path, but yeah. Were you, were you auditioning during this time? Um, and what I was, um, he, he was wanting me to be in control of my own projects. Like I came down to Florida. I don't know if you remember the Wiki Watchy Mermaid project, Christine. Oh down yeah. You heard of the spring down here, Wiki Watchy. Oh um, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Where they used to yeah. have the underwater mermaid yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he brought me down here and I trained as a mermaid and I we shot like a video and he was gonna make a whole pilot out of that. And actually that's what oh, we cool. met. we met with one of our producers, Bob Boyette, about that uh, for the like spin-off show or whatever. So he had he had all these really good ideas and stuff that I was gonna be in control of my own productions, which is what you know people do. <laughs> and so yeah. it all sounded right. <laughs> it all yeah. sounded right, but um Fortunately, not the right person, not the someone yeah. who was sane. <laughs> when, yeah. when, what was the turning point for you, Angela? That like helped me get get away. Yeah. Um. Well. I mean I, that that moment. There had to be a moment. You know what I mean? It was actually a slow thing. I mean, you know, there were times, and Christine and I, you know, we've connected a couple times, but not near enough as I think we'd like to. Even though it. Like with my family, it's it's as if a day ne has not passed, really. You so know, awesome. We're, yeah. We're so great. The way we were back then. But we haven't really had a lot of time to get into really deep, deep thoughts and discussions of, of everything I went through, we both went through. And, you know, but I had very, because it's like, how, like the one side of you knows that everything you're doing is like wrong, you know, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. wrong. But the like the mind says because he's brainwashed it to do this one path, and so um, I, I was very depressed and, and you know surprised that I am still on the planet. But thank the Lord kept me on the planet. Yeah, there with me through those dark times. Um, but so once I got through those times. And then I was, you know, I did a lot of yoga and I was into law of attraction and, and I realized I just have to start choosing to be happy no matter my situation. Just was being grateful for anything I could during the day because it really got more intense like the last five years with, with him. Uh, before it was kind of looser, so it wasn't as extreme, but it was like that intense, like daily focus that really kind of pushed me over the edge um but me choosing to be happy and then just like i don't know what it was it was like a sign from the mountain it came down from the mountain that said you gotta get leave your house 
And I was like, yep. And I just started kind of secretly packing up everything. If like I never had to go to my, go to that house again, I took it all with me. And it's amazing. Yeah. Just wow. started like planning for like a couple of months that I was going to leave. I think it's so important that you're using the words brainwash because a lot of people aren't yeah. going to get it. There, a lot of people are going to go, "How she's an adult, she's yeah. smart, she's intelligent. Yeah. Right? How is she? How is she brainwashed?" But it happens all the time. I mean, we could look at Allison Mack, for instance, and what she's going oh. through with that whole thing, and yeah. uh, it just happens all the time. People. Uh, some people are looking for that nurturing once that once that mentor once that and they once they believe and things start happening they don't know how to get out of it and right. they've almost I, I'm not speaking for yourself but they've almost like going well I'm in this far I, I how am I going to like yeah. how how am I yeah. gonna like yeah you for know sure. yeah exactly and then he involved me in the lawsuits against my own family. So I couldn't go to them because you have a lawsuit against them. Right. And then Christine would send me letters and he would, he would say, we have to send these back because of the lawsuit. And you might say something to Christine and it might get back to your parents. So it's like, oh, okay. So it was like the right thing to do is to just, you know, whatever, um, no matter how wrong it felt to do. <laughs> well, the other thing that I just think is, I mean, so incredible is that for as long as this went on and the, like the, with no communication, you know, from, from the people that, that loved you and that you loved, and especially during those last five years that you had, that you found this inner strength that in, in having no support really from anyone that you could go to and say, I need help. I need help. Like, how do you like, it's amazing to me that you just, you found this inner strength and that you just, you took action mm -hmm. and it took you a long time, but you were finally like enough is enough. And yeah, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna flee and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. And, and I felt like an Eagle man, when I was like flee <laughs> and like, he wasn't supposed to be when there when I was packing up, but for whatever reason he was. And I said, I'm just doing it. And I was just running back and forth to my u-haul loading up my truck and i just felt fly free but it, even when i got out it wasn't totally over because right. i thought then i had then i could have negotiation but unfortunately narcissistic abusers that like you can't negotiate with them that's just and i've read i never even had heard of a narcissistic abuser before i didn't know what that was but now reading back i've heard like when back in the day when there were tribes or whatever, if someone started acting that way, they would just like get rid of them. <laughs> like they would, the tribe would say, nah, we're not going right. to have a person in our lives. So it was just, wow. it's just weird. But, well, yeah. what's, what's also interesting is that day that the night that we met at the bar, yes, um, which was my first meeting with you every time ever meeting you, uh, which was great for Christine, but for me, I was just so fascinated by the whole thing. <laughs> even then, you were making it, it was fresh, but you were making excuses for him, even oh. then. Ugh, yeah. I, but you were, it you was were, so which is fine. Early. But it was still yeah. early. So I, right. after you left, I looked at Christine, I go, I don't know if she's going to get out of this completely. Like, I think the move was a huge plus. The yeah. fact that you went back to your family, because that like really, it took you back to what you know, you know, internally and physically, like this was your life. Mm -hmm. The fact that you met this guy, now your husband, forgive me, what's his name? 
His name is Brian. Brian, that you met Brian, like everything sort of like fell into place. And so, and so now you can look back even more at what happened and really, really acknowledge the facts and the truths of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. For a long time, I still, I still believed all the lies he was selling me, you know, and then until like the, the disillusionment, like got washed away and was like, wait, that wasn't true. Wait, that wasn't true. And then I realized, well, you mean when he was on the phone for hours in the other room, like maybe he wasn't really talking to anyone. Right. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So are you, are you writing a book or a script? I mean, this, this needs to like your, your biography alone is, it's a, yeah. I mean, I have written a big outline because actually there are legalities going on right now. Mm-hmm. But um, so like I wrote the basic outline for the lawyer, but um, you know, maybe someday it's not, I know I would only do it to help other people. Like you said, it's not right. something I'm, you know, really particularly want to, you know, live in again, <laughs> but it, it, it helps other people. And you know, my story, yes, I, I have been changed and I, and what really set me free was I, I am baptized again, right. you know, I'm saved now and, and I am proud to be a Christian before and I know our industry, you know, I had, believe me, I was, I made fun of Christians, I made fun, you right. know, but, um, I just didn't know. It's like, wow, well, I went to Sunday school. I was a Methodist. My, my parents and I went to church, but I didn't get it. I didn't have the personal relationship, which if I believe if I did, then this would have never happened. But mm-hmm. that's what God wanted me to go through so I could be closer to him. And so he really, he broke my chains. He's, he set me free. So that's, uh, that's who I'm excited about, you know, on a daily basis. That's who I would love to sing worship music, you know. Oh, you should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't yeah. talked about the song yet. We would get in trouble. If we're we going, I know. No, 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 we're going to talk about the song. Yeah, go ahead. Um, are you, because you have such a strong faith now, you know, through all of this, and that's really yeah. been rekindled for you, which is, I, I mean, again, such an incredible resource for you to have in your life um with that community church community do you feel in looking back like are you at a place now that you can acknowledge and forgive or is there a part of you that's that's angry that he took all of those years um you know what i never i never had anger i don't think i have anger i've yeah i forgive him and i pray for him i pray for his soul you know because for someone who, I mean, he's really like scared and comes from that fearful place. And it's just, it, it has to be miserable also to be very isolated. So yeah, I really pray for him and I've, yeah, I've, I forgive him. And I just look at it as making me a stronger person, you know, because you knew me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, I was into having fun and, you know, I was, I call myself the original country Kardashian, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Thank goodness there wasn't like selfies and stuff because I remember like, oh no, there would have been a scandal at the Ralph's when I'm spilling M&Ms all over the counter and 2 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) So, um, thank goodness for that. But anyway, so 
I, I mean, I needed it to grow up and I'm much stronger, smarter, happier, healthier, you know, and, um, and I'm, and I'm still here. So that's, that's pretty cool. Well, I, and not only that, but I also, I also think that, uh, it has just put you in a position to do even more for yourself, for others. It's put you in a position of like, even career wise, I think this is going to, you've like released that horrible time of your life or that experimental time of your life, we should say. And like, it's going to evolve you with your talent because you're very talented. There's no reason why you shouldn't be working or, or singing or, you know, and so I just think it's going to help you and you're going to just do so well. And I love that. I love this Angela that we're seeing today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, Christine, does this remind you of the Angela you knew? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah and that was the other thing that's like so uh, i mean amazing you know Alan and i talked to have talked on and off uh about our relationship a lot and i was like i'm telling you and even like even like you know when we would talk about allison the person i knew was not this other person that mm-hmm. was presenting in a certain way it, it just they were like two different people so when we like reconnected and he was like how was it i'm like like no time had passed. It's, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And it must feel, I mean, and, you know, thank God for your family. They're, they're just, they never gave up hope that they were going to be with you and talk to you again. And they just opened up with loving arms and it's yeah. like right back. And thank yeah. God you have that, especially now, right. you know, in this time of that we're all in. I know. Could um, you imagine everything happens for a reason? Could you imagine no, I wouldn't have been able, <laughs> no. not to go anywhere. I mean, my daily like excitement was driving to the post office so I could get away for like 20 minutes, right? Or to go to the grocery store. I'm like, then not to be able to go anywhere or like, it would have been, a t- I was like a slave. Yeah. And uh forget what I was just going to say, but that, um yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing about my family and I'll think of the point. Anyway, sorry. It's fine. Um, right. No, it is. No, so and it's a couple cool. things I want. Yeah, and it's just to be authentic. Like our, you know, you and I, we had so much fun singing. We would go to tap dance class. We would make up songs. We would do that. And then to come back here, and I left here, um, I had friends who were, like, I didn't see them either from since the sixth grade. I went to surprise my friend. She was like a manager at the K Jewelers and she almost had a heart attack because she hadn't heard <laughs> from like the sixth grade. And like, so now I have my rekindled my old friends and another friend from school, Tammy. Um, she like went to Brooklyn and she's a performing bartender and she does like impersonations of Betty Davis and she's like writing plays for us. And it's really cool. But the part about the song is like, you can't, this is actually where I started singing. Like when we left Illinois, moved to Florida when I was 10, my mom entered me in beauty pageants. And Christine remembers like I, my mother had like a room full of 200 trophies and six crowns. Like, yeah, they're like tall, huge ones. I left them in California, but I don't need them anymore. But um, anyway, so I did well in, in the pageants and it helped me to have confidence because tap dancers, like a, a dancer could never beat a singer in the talent competition. So I said, I'm going to win. I'm going to sing. And so that's when I started singing when I was about 12 or 13. And I did. I sang Patsy Cline Walking After Midnight. I won. And so that kind of went on from there. And um, 
So when I came back down here, Brian um, was getting some contacts at the optometrist uh, down the street from my mom and dad's. So we go and, you know, Brian's a very sociable actor and stuff. And I'm sitting there and he's telling him, oh, yeah, we're down, down from L.A. And Angela's an actress and she sings. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, I'm a songwriter from Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, funny. So this is the optometrist who has like two like very successful stores down here. And he's like, I want you to sing my song. And I'm like, are you kidding? And he sounds like Joe, Joe, Brian does a great impression. He sounds like Joe Lowstein. Yeah, I want you to sing my song. <laughs> um, he's a sweet man, Michael Witherington. And um, so the first song was this, We Love Santa Claus. And hopefully your kids like that song, Christine. If it, it, so cute. Yeah. And like, you cannot get rid of it. But like, he's like, yeah, I have a friend um, in the next town over who has this new studio. And so we should go record it. And I was like, okay. And, and so I did, and we did the video and last year, I mean, it all really happened. Like when we just came down here. And so I know that's why we're doing the promotion early for Christmas. So it will get more radio play, but they are stations have been playing it all over the country. So that's like, oh, great. That is so exciting. Yeah. And, and you so shot wonderful. a video for it. Yeah, that's right. And Angela Watson sings.com is my official website. I know there's probably another Angela Watson.com, but that's, that's the unofficial unauthorized one right now. So Correct. Watson sings.com is the one to look at and it has all the, the video and all that stuff. So. Oh, good. Well, we'll so, pull the video and we'll make sure we show like a little clip so people know where to find it. Yeah, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with Christmas early. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I love a little, especially now I can't wait for the holidays. I'll actually be in Florida for the holidays, Angela. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just letting you know. Right. Might have to meet um, up <laughs> for some lamb. <laughs> we can lamb it out. Yeah. Um, uh, are you guys going to do, yeah, are you going to do more songs? Is there any plans to do? actually have I have recorded another one of his songs it's kind of like it he wants it to be like the next you light up my life from the you know Debbie Boone but we went to Miami to record this I went there last month um, mm. this studio have you heard of Criteria Studios down there actually the Eric, Clapton have, yeah. recorded, Eric Clapton yeah. recorded Layla in the 70s there in the studio so it's a pretty famous one and um, so we recorded the next song. I'm not sure when it's going to be released. They're still adding um, music to it and instruments. So, um, and he wants me to do an Amazing Grace. Uh, he's rearranged the Amazing Grace. So hopefully I'll do that one maybe also for Christmas. This is your optometrist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he wants, he's like, I want to win a Grammy. I want to win a Grammy. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So can they buy the music? Yeah, it's uh, Santa Claus, right? We Love Santa Claus is now on Spotify and all the Apple, iTunes, all that good stuff. So okay, great. They can, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so do you think, like, given, you know, given the choice, would not that you have to make a choice, but would you rather sing than act, or do you want to do both? Or oh, what's the passion now? Yes. Well, you know, I love acting the most, um, but I love singing. Like, Brian can attest all day long. I just sing around the house. But, you know, there's one thing to, like you and I, when we would go in the studio to record those songs that we sang for the show, that's yeah. one, one thing, singing for a couple of minutes, right? As opposed to going on tour. And those are such hardworking artists. 
um, right. that really go out there. And, and so I'm, I don't think I'm interested in going, being an artist that goes out on tour and stuff like that. But if I can sing and, and insert maybe appearances or sing at different events or things like that, I'd be interested in that. Christine and I would, would sing at the Ronald McDonald House yes. Christmas party. Oh, yeah, that's I will cool. come anytime. And next time I'm in town, we'll I'll get up and do a little duet with you, a little ditty. Around the Christmas. So, when like Broad when Broadway's back, would that be an option? Well, actually, in California, through I, Christine came to see me. Actually, oh, when things were like, oh, Christine's here, bring down right. the house. Right, right. <laughs> Jeff right. and I came, and we were like, and we yeah, we saw you in How to Succeed, and it was great. It was a really good production. How to Succeed in Business without really trying. I that was in Riverside, but it was you know it's cool. Christine, had, you had done that part in high school, right? I did that. Yeah, I did it in high school. So that was fun, and but yeah, I enjoyed that. And actually, oh, that's the other thing. Boop. So down here, there's this place called the Shell Factory. Have you heard of this? No. Shell Factory. It's like world famous. It's been here since the '70s. As a little kid, I couldn't wait to come and get play bumper boats like in the water, and it has like every shell known to man in this shop. So anyway, um, they have turned, they had a restaurant, but they turned it into a professional theater. And so in January, I was actually cast in a play called The Dining Room from the 80s. Oh, I, I love that play. Oh, wow. Where I played eight different you, characters. Like right, you I, play eight different characters. I directed it in college. No kidding. That's Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one yeah. of my favorite plays, actually. It's so well-written. It's neat. And it's so yeah. timely because no one has, like, a dining room anymore. And it's around the right. dining room. Like, that's the only set. And then the scenes intertwine. And it's Yeah, really there's two, there's two uh, doors on each end. Right. And once, once a character walks out, they go change into another character and come in as another yeah. character. And they just keep interchanging. Yeah. There's a whole s very sensual scene under the dining room table, which is amazing <laughs> and hilarious. Yeah. I don't know this play. I'd love this play. Oh, it's a great Gurney. play. A.R. Gurney is the playwright. Yeah. It was, yeah. Well, I did that. Oh. Like, and how did that happen? So Brian was at the subway and he was reading this paper. And he read that they had this new professional theater. So he Facebook friends the guy, the director, you know, who's been, they've been down here doing professional theater for 20 years. He and his wife who played the lady under the table. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so he, he says, hey, and then like we go in and we audition and they had already cast the other plays, but they said we have one role open and asked me to do it. So it's like, so really, so really. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's good. That's, that's so good awesome. to get back starting like in the theater world, especially Florida's got a very vibrant theater um, yeah. life there. It's not, yeah. you know, it's everyone thinks it's, and there's still studios there that are functioning in Orlando and in Miami and I think Tampa and St. Pete, they have some. Um, no, Florida's a great. Brian does want to go move in with your parents though in Atlanta. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Well, Atlanta's, He's like, you guys can go to Atlanta anytime. Yeah. When things kind of like, you know, open up again a little bit, my parents, you know, they yeah. love people coming to stay with them. Yeah. Uh, number one. Number two, they have like a whole furnished basement. You guys could have your own like mini apartment yeah. and you could, you could audition in Atlanta. Right. Uh, yeah. They, yeah, they tried, to have, they tried to have me stay there. 
I was there for five months and I was like, I had a great apartment in Midtown. And like, well, when you, what weekend are you coming to stay with us? And I was like, but I have an apartment here. Like, I don't need to. <laughs> they don't to. care. Let's just, let's they just, just want do dinner. They sleep over. My parents <laughs> want you to sleep over. They're like my daughter. She wants everyone to sleep over. You have a sleep over with me? It's like uh, sweetheart. No, that they live in, they live right down the street in Glendale. Like, they're not sleeping over. But yeah, she's, uh, she's all about it. Um, uh, Angela, do uh, now that you're a newlywed, do we still call you newlywed? I guess so. The first year, month anniversary. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Um, well, you had told me, and I was I was invited to the wedding, and I'm sorry that I couldn't go, but uh, it looked so beautiful, and I'm so happy you guys were able to have it. And then I had no idea. So when we did this uh, episode in Disney World. Um, yes. It was like second to last season, something like that. We did this episode in Disney World, and it was amazing. If you've yeah. ever gotten the chance to film at Disney World, probably Disneyland too, but we each got our own host. So we had yes. a specialized host that would have to stay with us when we were in the, the park, but they would like, we could get in the underground tunnels, we could go backstage, we could... You know, we had like like 20 minutes in between our scenes. They would like, let us go to the front of the line. I mean, it was a lot of very bougie stuff, but it was really fun. <laughs> but um, Angela's host came to her wedding. Yes. So my parents stayed in touch with a sweet, sweet woman. Her name is Holly. And she actually lives like in Celebration, Florida. You know, the Disney. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she still works there. And she's just so wonderful. And like, again, it was like a day had it passed and she came down for the wedding and it was just it was really neat yeah that's so hilarious sweet. did she wear her outfit no, she, did not. she did not wear the outfit and i found a picture the other day when we were on splash mountain like they're all yeah and like we were doing something we were doing like oh like, we were, my, i think that was my mom we were like make, yeah my mom used to be like your mother used to bottom say bottom line. <laughs> my mom would always be like, bottom line with me. And I'd be like, why are you well, pointing at me? He's like, bottom line. But, but you would you always say, here's the thing. So there's here's certain. The thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <gasps> oh my God. It's a good one. So this That's was an when episode when Karen, oh, that's great. Karen had the fake lips because she wanted to be perfect. She had the tight pants. She needed to get fake lips for the boy to impress him. And then, of course, she couldn't. She talked like a duck because of the big lips and she couldn't eat. And yeah, I love, though, the scene where I'm trying to eat the corn and you and, and Christine and Stacy are trying to, like, pretend like nothing is wrong. <laughs> and uh, they're like, wait. And finally, Christine is like, I was like, sorry, I'm not going to pretend that nothing is wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> if if there was a reboot, yeah. Any interest, Angela? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think we should get it going. Patrick yeah. says he's in. Stacy yeah. says she'll come out of she'll stop lawyering for a few days a week. Yeah, why so that not? she could go to she's like, I think we could work it out. <laughs> like, Great. It's a movie, you know? Right? Maybe just like a short, maybe like a short season. Just like see, you know, like, see like what, a Netflix. Yeah, like a Netflix, like a, Netflix season. Season. Wow. Like a six um, episode. Let's go do it at Tyler Perry Studios. Why don't you hook it up? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, Angela, have you seen any of the episodes on Hulu? Like I recently? Have. Yes. Well, cause, because my mom had to play it for Brian because he never really watched it. So she had to introduce it to him. 
Um, my friend the other day said, he goes, I was watching something on Hulu and I fell asleep. And an hour later I woke up and Step by Step was on. He goes, I don't know what kind of algorithm I have, but Step by Step just came on. And he goes, I ended up watching like four episodes. He's like, it's really funny. It's still yeah. really funny. I think it, it holds up all right. About, um, we got a note the other day that it really had impact on people's lives. You know, they said that they really watched the show and it really got them through childhood because they look forward to it and it really had positive messages. And I know a lot of parents nowadays that were kids watching our show that they don't feel like there's good programming anymore. So they, that's why they watch the reruns. So I'm yeah. proud that we were a part of that, you know? Yeah. It was yeah. a modern, at the time it was a modern day Brady Bunch, really, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it was at a time where a lot of people, you know, divorce was an ugly word and people didn't know how to talk about broken families and blended right. families and all that kind of stuff. So um, it showed that you didn't have to be perfect to, you know, to, to be a family, uh, which I think was a really cool message. Yeah. Um, uh, well, now that you guys are newlyweds and you've, uh, you're getting your life together, it's so exciting. Um, do you guys have any plans to have a family or do you, have you thought about it? Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. We'll see if we are, that's our gift, you know, if we get our gift to that, but, and we've certainly talked about fostering or adopting and, so I think once we get settled in, then we will see where that takes us, you know. That's but yeah, right. for sure. we love, we're right now for the first time, we're baby, we're dog sitting our neighbor's dog. <laughs> so we're like, that's a very good start. We're going to miss him. <laughs> we're going to miss him when he's gone, even though he peed on the floor the first day, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, so I think we were both very nurturing and loving and love to take care of other people and giving. So, um, yeah, we just have to find what the right way for us is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's great. It's so exciting. Well, Andy, this has been awesome. It's always good to see you. Listen to me. This has been closure. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing. Like, I'm so happy I'm that this tired all of happened. Hearing about her and like why? Right? <laughs> no, I'm not tired. I wasn't tired of hearing about it because I mean, now we got to find a new scandal. Because yeah. like, <laughs> the whole thing, I got to go back to Alice and Mac. Um, you know, we, have, we need another worst ever investigation. We, yeah, because we were doing full on investigation on Angela Watson. Because I was like, I mean, I, honestly, I, in all honesty, I'm so happy that this happened. Christine must be ecstatic because, there, I mean, I know there was moments where she cried during the podcast when we were talking about you. Because she was definitely hurt. So this for me is like. I'm, I got chills. I'm like so excited yeah. for the both of you and for the fans. You know, I think yeah. they're going to be like, it's full closure, literally. Yeah. But anyways, it's Christmas music that's coming out for you. You have plenty of time to buy it. We're in September, October when this airs. So get it. Tell us where we can find you, Angela. AngelaWatsonSings.com. It'll take you to my Facebook page and all that good stuff. Great. Are you doing any social media, any Instagram or Twitter or anything? Not at this point. I'm not just the Facebook. Give it a minute. They'll let yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andy, I love you. I have so much love in my heart for you and uh, continue to be well during all of this. Oh, and um, when we air this, I'm going to, with your permission, I think some of these hilarious photos that we found when you were cleaning out all your stuff, I think we just should do a little retrospective of, some of our hilarious photo shoots because we used to, before Kim Kardashian started the selfie, mm -hmm. Angela Watson and I did 
at home photo shoot. So they with were like one Polaroids? Of them. We saw them home poses, home poses. Home poses. Home poses. Yeah, like you holding so, that home purse. Yeah, I would hold it up in my little mini dresses. <laughs> we would do hair and makeup. There would be full yeah. home posing photo shoots. It was great. So yeah. with well, what camera? Like a Polaroid or what would you use? No, I just had a, I don't know. Uh, I think I had a pretty good camera, a Canon. Yeah, I your mom had a really nice Canon. You still had to take it and get it developed at the store, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was not digital. My mother dropped like 20 boxes of like huge because she'd get five by seven. They're from all the year. Massive. So we have, so if you have any good ideas, you know, I don't know what to do with these pictures, but she doesn't. Scan them, scan yeah. them and put them in files. Yeah. If you find any other really good ones, text okay. them to me. So I'm, cause I've got all the ones from our old text, but there's some, yeah. there's some classics in there. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. This has been an episode of Worst Ever Podcast. I am Christine Lakin, and you can find me at Yo Lakin. I'm Alec. Well, I'm a lot Khaled, but you can find me. I'm just, I'm in shock right now with this episode. So amazing. I'm in shock. Um, and you can find me at Alec Led. Don't ask. And we are Worst Ever Podcast. You can find us at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever PC on Twitter. And thanks for listening, guys. If you want to email us, email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. And have, you want have merchandise, a wonderful rest of your week. Merchandise, worsteverpodcast.com. He's wearing all of it. We got neck gaiters. We got face masks. We got tote bags. We got hats. Anything you need. Yeah. Angela, stay on once we sign off. All right. Bye, guys. We'll talk to you next time. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can I be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best served funny.